Well, good evening, everyone. Here we are in the course of love. We are in the dialogue, day 27, the apprehension of levels of experience. This page, well, we actually doing starting back with one because we read kind of quickly last week the first four paragraphs, and I think it would behoove us to read them again. And... Um, What we will be doing this evening, I'm going to change up the protocol a little bit. Each reader, and that would be Judy, Lee, Lemoyne, Miguel, Jessica, Reverend Bill, and Lana, okay, will read one paragraph each. Then that reader would have the option of opining on that particular paragraph. If not, just say pass. And then the second reader will start reading the next paragraph. And we're going to read through until each reader has at least read at least one paragraph. And then the floor would be open to whomever wants to share. This way it will keep the flow of his message going a little better than just stopping after each paragraph. Okay, and listening, we have Sarah Joy and Gloria. I'll repeat the reading list again. Judy, Lee, Lemoyne, Miguel, Jessica, Reverend Bill, and Lana. Anybody else joined us who'd like to announce whether they're reading or listening? Not yet, Paula. Okay. So here we are on page 607, day 27, and that would be, what, 613 in the later edition. So a few household uh, issues to be raised about, you know, of course the first and utmost that we will have to be very cognizant, muting our phones when we're not reading or speaking, um, secondly, do not try not to speak over someone else while they're talking. It would be great to announce ourselves and then, of course, to say pass when you complete. And then, like I said, the, the person who reads that paragraph has the option to opine or to say pass. And then we'll go to the second reader. Okay? We won't open it to the floor. We'll open it to the floor at the end of all paragraphs. So the amount of readers tonight would be actually reading one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven paragraphs so far. Um, did I forget anything, Lee? I don't think so. Okay. Nicely done. Thank you. So now we go. Just ask everyone just to settle back, take a few deep breaths, let your heart and your mind join in wholeheartedness and listen to a prayer that our dear brother Jesus gave to us in the dialogues and that was in the one on the acceptance of the state of grace of the newly identified child of God he said to us you are in grace and union with the source and the cause of unity Be no longer causeless. You and your source are one. And we say, I am no longer the personal self who is separate and alone. I am 
my Christ self. I dwell in unity. My identity is certain. This is the truth. I am not less than I once was, but more. Where once I was empty, I am now full. Where once I dwelt in darkness, I now dwell in the light. Where once I had forgotten, now I remember who I am. Now I go forth to live as who I am within the world, to make cause and effect as one, and union with the source of love and all creation the reality. Take a moment and let those words wash over you. Feel them. Know them. Know the truth. This is the truth. Before we get started, I'd like to ask, does, has anyone joined us in the interim? Not yet. Okay. Oh, Deborah's here. Oh, hi, Deborah. Paula, I can read. Okay. Hi, Deborah. Hello. Yeah, Deborah, a little different change up in the format. When okay. it comes to you, you'll see as we roll along, we're going to do, everyone will read a paragraph. At that point, the individual has the option to opine on it or to say pass, and then we'll go to the next reader. And the next, this way, everyone will get a chance to read, and then afterwards, we'll open it up for sharing. Anybody can go back, forward, within one of it, so it'll be back. Uh, eight paragraphs so far. Okay? So okay. it'll be quite, quite a bit. All right. So you're on the list. You're after Lana. Okay? And, okay. And where are we? Oh, we're on day 27 in the dialogues. If you're in the earlier edition, it's 607. The apprehension of levels of experience. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So here we go. I'm going to ask Judy to start us off with paragraph one. Okay, thank you, Paula. Think now, not of being apprehensive in terms of being fearful of the rest of your life, but apprehensive in terms of taking hold of the rest of your life, of keeping it within your understanding, within your ability to come to know, within your own grasp of it. You have been asked to let go of much, but not of life. It feels to me here that he's asking us to, he's asking, I can only speak for myself. Okay, he's asking me here to don't be afraid, let go of the fear, and have an attitude of, of life rather than of fear, and to take hold of it to keep it within my grasp, to keep it within my understanding so that I don't forget for an instant that who I am is this new identity, is the Christ self. I am my Christ self. Thank you. I will now pass on to Lee. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. 
Thanks, Judy. You've been asked to let go of uncertainty, not certainty. You've been assured of a certainty you never before believed you were capable of. This certainty is beginning to form within you, but will not come into its fullness except through experience. This certainty has only been able to begin to form within you because you have agreed to this mountaintop experience while remaining engaged in life. You have thus begun to experience on two levels. This has been a goal of the time we have spent together in this way. So in the context of the chapter title, The Apprehension of Levels of Experience, um, he does seem to be affirming that everything um, most lofty about what this course suggests is true has as its intention to be um, tucked within my practical goings-on, that it's not something isolated or apart, but it begins to create a, a sense of certainty in me that draws from the lofty but has fully practical consequence. Pass. Thank you, Lee. Lemoyne? Great. Experiencing life without the insight of spirit was to experience external life. Life itself showed you the way, pointing you, pointed you in differing directions, taught you what you needed to know. This was the external experience of life. Most of you have had well-examined external lives. You have looked for causes behind the direction in which life led you, but your life was not inner-directed because it was devoid of inner sight. While you looked outwardly for signposts to guide you, the self-guidance of inner sight was not developed. Yeah, I'm, I'm guided just to say peace and uh, pass it on to my brother, your brother Miguel. Inner sight made an appearance on occasion, showing up with flashes of insight. These flashes of insight might be thought of as brief views from the mountain. The obstacles confronted on level ground suddenly gave way and you saw clearly, if only for an instant. You saw as if from a great distance, and because of that great distance, your view was expanded. Well, I have nothing to say about this particular paragraph, but this uh, chapter, when I came to day 27, is when I really caught hold of something. I wanted to be, for lack of better words, in charge of my own life. 
not waiting for things to happen and all that. And I really made a big progress since I came to day 27 some months ago. I'm complete. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Jessica? Um, Paragraph 5. This is the quality of the inner sight you now will carry with you to level ground. Because you have practiced during our mountaintop time together, the ability to experience on two levels. Um, I I think that you know that feels that feels consistent with my experience of um, it. Sometimes it feels like it's going back and forth between two levels, and sometimes it feels like simultaneous levels of being on looking down from from a distance and sometimes being on the ground uh, um, but it does feel like it's both at times I'm complete thanks Jessica thank you Jessica yeah thank you Jessica Coming to know is not an aspect of the mind alone. It is not an aspect of the spirit alone. Coming to know is a quality of inner sight, of wholehearted human experience combined with spiritual experience. You are and always have been both human and spirit both form and content. Now you contain within you the ability to combine both levels of being through the experience of life. You have already been doing this. You are, in fact, becoming well-practiced. And to that I say, amen. I recall when first coming across the message of coming to know, way back in the treatises, I believe it was, uh, that that coming to know was coming not from my intellect at all, but instead coming from a knowing that already was just waiting to be popped. I, I initially thought of it as wisdom. Now I recognize that coming to know is what our life is about now about practicing and deepening and recognizing whatever is needed to be known is being made available at the right time in the right manner. And it is, in effect, a means of, I'd say, the combination between them is being able to bring this into daily life while also just feeling the wisdom, feeling the... the, the, the presence, the insight that comes from that gift of coming to know or coming to realization. And uh, I really appreciate 
having read this paragraph. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thanks, Reverend Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Yeah. Okay. Read seven. Thank you. Seven. Now you are asked to apprehend, to understand, and to hold within your conscious mind this situation that you find yourself in, this new relationship that you have with yourself and with life. You quite literally have a new way of seeing. You might think of this initially as having two perspectives, an internal and an external perspective, a human perspective and a spiritual perspective, a perspective from ground level and a mountaintop perspective. Your descent from the mountaintop will not mean that you no longer have the perspective gained there. Let me read that again. Your descent from the mountaintop will not mean that you no longer have the perspective gained there. You did not go to the mountain. The mountain came to you. I like that. Um, I, I just think this, um, this paragraph and the previous ones are just pointing to a unity of being, of, um, of, not, um, of no longer being at the effect of the external world, but through my spiritual perspective, <laughs> um, using that guidance um, to guide me through life rather than being at the effect of life. So um, great little, little um, section, I think. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. Deborah, would you le- like, to, like to read paragraph 8, please? Yes. Uh, as you continue to practice your apprehension of this new situation, it will become more than a concept. As was spoken of an as was spoken of in a treatise on the nature of unity and its recognition, it will become a trusted ability and through practice lose its dualistic seeming nature and become an intrinsic become as intrinsic to who you are as is breathing. In the same way, the dualistic seeming nature of all of life will be revealed to only seem to be so. Well, this excites me. I I really look forward to flowing in this and having the experience of it. Um, For some reason, I can have more of a recognition with this paragraph. And and a lot of times paragraphs feel very digital to me and I I can't grasp the whole of it. But this feels really um, familiar in some way. I'm really looking forward to the actual experience of it and the flowing, the flowing with it. I'm complete. Pass. Thank you, Deborah. 
Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Lana. Is there anyone out there that has joined us, would like to join the reading list or announce that they're here? Not yet, Paula. Okay. So the floor is open now. We've read eight paragraphs. Paula, would you read one, yeah. Paula? No, I didn't. <laughs> Would you? Anyway, yeah. Okay, I'll read nine. The two levels of experience which you have been participating in are dualistic in nature and can be experienced as different levels of experience of one whole. You might Wait, consider this... I think you skipped Hello? a line, my dear. Forgive me, Paula. I told you I'm not... It's all right. I told you I'm not on the mark today, so... Bear with me. The two levels of experience which you have been participating in are the joint cornerstones for the biggest revelation yet. Oh, that's some line. <laughs> yet all that is now seen as dualistic in nature can be experienced as different levels of experience of one whole. You might consider this by again picturing the mountaintop. Looking in one direction, you might see only darkness. Looking in another, you might see the dawning of light. Opposites exist only as different aspects of one whole. Different aspects exist only as different levels of experience. Oof. What can I say about this? Yeah. That first sentence, when I thank you for bringing that to my attention, I kind of lost something, but I just kept reading without thinking. Two levels of experience which I've been anticipating are the joint cornerstones for the big, biggest revelations yet. That really spoke to me, spoke to me in so many ways. I like how he has us use our imagination. You might consider picturing the mountaintop. Look in one direction, and you might see only darkness. Look in another, and you see the dawning of light. Opposites, opposites exist only as different aspects of the one whole. That's accepting both, the darkness and the light, because it is all part of life. That is the whole, I'll say the whole Megillah. That's it. Those are the experiences that I go through in this this dimension, in this illusion. When I'm on the mountaintop, I can see clearly, see the light. And when I leave the mountaintop for another experience down in the human form, I manage to see the darkness. So it's the combination, the joining, the two levels of experience that I must hold on to. Different aspects exist only as different levels of experience. And that's okay. Because every experience becomes an opportunity to see the truth. Yeah, I like this paragraph. Thank you for that, Lemoyne. Thank you. So the floor is open. Thank we read you, Paul. Nine... Thanks, Lana. We read through nine paragraphs. It's open for anyone sharing at this point. Thank you, Paula, for reading that. 
That was beautiful. It was a great paragraph. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paula. Okay. Paula, I don't know if you said this. This is Judy, sorry. Paula, I don't know if you said this, but I heard you say that um, in looking at the, in, in, in experiencing the two, or, or the two levels of experience in which we've been participating, uh, the one view from the mountaintop is when we are clearly aware of our Christ consciousness, of our true self. And the, uh, and the level is where we know we are in our humanity, and yet we can still look through the eyes of love rather than through the eyes of fear. Now, that's what I heard you say, and I'm not sure if that's what you said, but I'm pretty sure it was. So, <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to add that, and that's it. I'm complete. No, you said it, you said it the way it should have been said, Judy. Because what I was bringing out for my own personal journey was that when I feel I'm on the mountaintop, I see with love. And I don't want to use the word unfortunately, but when I descend off the mountain, I forget the mountaintop experience and go into the human experience. And that's when I look the other way and see the darkness. But either way... Either way, for me, and he tells us it's all okay. It's all part of yes, the experience. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that's what I meant by what I thought I heard you say, but you just explained. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page, sister. We're on the same page. Of course. <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just needed that laugh. <laughs> you know I, I love to laugh with you. We I need know. to laugh. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, sweetie, I just wanted to clarify that, and, and I'm now complete, and thank you. Yeah. Well, the floor is open. Every paragraph is open for dialogue. Hi, it's Lana. Hi, is... I... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Lana. Oh, I'm just... I just wanted to highlight something that really struck me when we read it, and that was in um, paragraph two, um, where when he, excuse me, I'm trying to balance the book, the book on my lap. My phone's going everywhere. Okay, uh, where he says um, this certainty. Um, well, in the first sentence, he says you have not been asked to let go of uncertainty. You have been you have been asked to let go of uncertainty, not certainty. And uh, and then further down he says, this certainty is beginning to form within you, but will not come into its fullness except through experience. So when I look through my experience, and it reminds me of A Course in Miracles too, because it's saying um, spiritual concepts aren't going to do it. I have to experience the truth within those concepts and the experience of them will give me the certainty that's there, that they're true. And I think he's saying the same thing here. But the extra bonus is I can look at experience and, and think of that as the unity. And am I having an external experience or is it an internal experience? And um, 
regardless, uh, it need, you know, if I want to be in a peaceful place, um, it has to be love. And I'm coming to learn that the place to bring that love to the external is via the internal, uh, my spiritual self, uh, that is love. And um, and not to get too confused, you know, be, and that could happen <laughs> a lot. Uh, but I, I'm glad he mentioned that certainty doesn't come except through the experience of of life, through the everyday experience. And and I and I guess that's why we were guided to come to the mountaintop, but not leave our everyday life behind, because through the integration. Of, of both uh, will find, or I'll find that my unity as it being one experience. So I'm complete. Thank you for listening. That just really hit yeah. me when I read that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm complete. Thank you, Anna. That's good, Lana. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Hi, this is Chris. I've joined. Hi, Chris. Evening, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hola, amigas y amigos. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> it, we're in day Hi, 27. Chris. Chris, we're in day 27. We just read the first nine paragraphs so if you want to give it a little okay. perusal the floor is open for dialogues dialogue thank you thank you <clears throat> this is reverend bill and i wanted to share something that happened for me the other day uh i think it was uh and I guess it was on Monday. Um, I had this experience that, and when I have these types of experiences, it's like they, they just, they're here to stay, it feels like, and different little bits of awakening that have come across, you know, over these years while uh, delving into all this material. Um, and it seems so fitting in terms of what we're reading today. Uh, just sitting here at home in the quiet, I had a message come through for me that says, I don't need to be afraid of anything I want to say. And... That, that just kind of sat with me. Um, I so appreciated hearing that and feeling that, and I felt a sense of comfort and confidence with that that I'm not used to. I mean, I, think, I get the feeling that in, in my sharing in the last period of time with you folks in, in this material, um, I've become a little more outspoken than I've used to have been in the past, and that may be a part of what's unfolding here. But there was just this sense of this trusting within that 
what I want to say is coming from a different place than me figuring it out, coming from a place of, of just accepting and knowing. And I feel like this is speaking exactly to what we're reading here now about the two different levels of experience. As a follow-on to that, I, I found myself reflecting on this and saying, well, that means also that I can trust myself that, to clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up. But this sense of trust, this sense of simply accepting and being open to whatever's to be shared uh, was so profound. This is a guy who, for the better part of my life, whatever I had to be talking about, there was always uncertainty. There was always fear or doubt or uncertainty. But it, it just feels like now this is a time of being able to express what's, what's in my heart or, or even, even in funny situations, being able to express humor that just extends love. And uh, I've watched it over the last couple of days of this happening and feeling like the answer that I need is, is, is there at the right time in the right manner. There's no having to doubt it, no having to question it in any way. Instead, simply accepting it and being and sharing what's there. And as I say, I think perhaps you guys have caught a glimpse of this in our, our weekly meetings from time to time, but, but it's... it's just came through in that way that it's like the grounding that that is from from my mountaintop. Thank you. Just wanted to share that with everyone, and I so love. I have it. been I noticing love. that. I yeah. have been noticing that. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thanks, Bill, for that. That was great. Oh, I'm so happy to be. Thank yeah. you, Reverend Thank Bill. you for being your authentic self. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I guess I'd say this, that even being able to say this to you folks, being able to share this, I am so grateful for this group, this circle, this community. Um, I could watch, I could watch uh, others just completely laughing or resisting that or what have you. But you know what? I'm ready for it. Anyway, I just am so grateful. Thank you. I'm completely. Thank you. Uh, That's so wonderful, Reverend Bill. I celebrate with you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Bill. (laughs) That was sensational. Yeah. And I really relate to it. And I I, um, fully comprehend. what you just passed on is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Yeah. It's us as one coming together, feeling safe and certain of who we truly are. Whether it's whatever experience it is, we know that our brothers and sisters feel the same in some way or in shape as something that is such a communication, such a link, such a knowing that to have that freedom and that security and that certainty to 
to allow yourself to be who you are, truth. So it is a great gathering. When two or more together, watch out. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> we can oh, ride together. Oh, I have so much at the beginning. Oh, we my God. We can ride I have together. <laughs> I have felt that about this group since day one. I feel so accepted, and it's such a beautiful feeling. I don't think I've ever been a part of a group like this where there just simply isn't any judgment, where we are always allowed to be just who we are, no matter what. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, Bill, again, thank you so much for sharing that. It just, I think it's very reflective of this group. So thank you all. Nice, Judy. Thanks. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Gratitude to each and every one of us because we are one. Yeah. Yeah. We we do it together, not separate. We might control the buttons, you know. I might say, (laughs) get out the the household. It's us. It's us. That's what counts. This is Sarah. Um, I had an experience of the different levels, and I've been working with polarities, which is essentially the same idea of just um, holistic healing. Says I accept myself. I accept um, myself being uh, as sad as I am. I accept myself being as happy as I am and going back and forth. And anyway, what happened to me this week, which I felt so guided about, was there was a man on television talking about PTSD, which I've heard about before, but he talked about secondary PTSD in his life. And he wrote a book about um that it didn't only ended up being one chapter about it, but um, I felt called to read that book, and my son sent it to me for my birthday. And most of it I could just take or leave about his experience in Afghanistan and the Senate and everything, but we got to chapter 10, and he was talking about his therapeutic experience with PTSD. And he was talking about like 90% of the symptoms that I've had and worked with and worked through and released and healed and shared and all the, all the different ways that it manifested. And the different things his therapist taught him were a lot of the things that I've learned and we've done in, in the group. Um, just regarding feelings in general, not necessarily traumatic ones. And uh, all of a sudden I had this epiphany that they were all the symptoms that my dad had. And talk about um, manifestation of it. You know, dads came out as rage and, and all of that and control, but... I was thinking, I've seen past his mask, 
and seen the light in him for the last 35 years. And the breakthrough for me was when I had compassion for the part of me that still has reactivity um, and anxiety and whatever as far as um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Suddenly, I didn't have to stay on the mountaintop and, and just see Dad's divinity. I could actually hold his, the part of him that had PTSD in compassion and feel close to him instead of like we were different or separate or um, like I was being so spiritual and understanding um, to forgive him. And it's like I just had such a soft human connection with him and feeling like um, genuine compassion for both sides of everyone. And so it feels after 35 years of just kind of looking past it or setting aside my feelings for his humanity and forgiving him, I actually felt tender towards him for the first time that I ever remember not feeling guarded at all. And so um, I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, That's a really you, significant Sarah. passage. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. So great to hear about Sarah, Joey. Mm. Thank you, Sarah. Jessica, did you ever share what you were going to? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I... Um, you know, it's. Um, I just have to go close the door. Um, I was just really struck by the sentence in that in that last paragraph. Opposites exist only as different aspects of one whole, and you know that's what that's what he's been talking about, and that's what he will continue to talk about. But it all seems be encapsulated in that sentence and and what it it releases me from having the experience or the I suppose judgment that when I'm in different aspects or different levels of experience that I often think that I should be at a different level of experience and when I when I'm reminded by this that it's all the same experience, I'm just seeing it from different levels or from different vantage points, it, it validates every single part of the experience, every, different, every single level of the experience. And so it just makes me feel freer about being at any particular level because you know, I, I go up and down like in an elevator sometimes. I'm like, hey, I'm up here at the top. Look at the view. And then sometimes I'm like, whoa, we're going down. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that's, a, and, you know, like uh, Paula's favorite f- 
praise, which I love so much, is that's okay. It's okay to be at all these different levels. And because they're all different aspects of the same experience, or different aspects exist only as different levels of experience. Um, anyway, I hope that made sense. And I found it extremely liberating and reassuring and complete. Thank you. Thank oh, you. it sure did. Thank you. Jessica, you know, if I could just share this one other thing, then I'll shut up. Um, it reminded me when um, back in the days when I did black and white photography, you know, before digital cameras, and and we developed the film, and we we created what we call the grayscale, and of course, one extreme being the absence of light, you know, total black, and then uh, the other side being brilliant light or white or what would show up as white yet within that it just reminds me of the unity and and it, it takes me to um, where Jesus is talking here about uh, duality you'll come to see it in a different way as a unity and within that spectrum of light all color is contained it's a reflection of light. So within that one spe- within the spectrum from darkness to bright white, there's a rainbow of color. And um, when you were sharing that, that's what I thought about, Jessica. Um, it doesn't matter uh, in truth. I mean, one one end is more comfortable than another. I might judge it as being more comfortable. Uh, but it's it's all part of the whole, you know. It's all part of my experience, and wherever I am, um, you know, the light of God to some degree is there. You know, it's it can't be obliterated completely, even in the darkest. What I would call black, that's truly not black. <laughs> it's truly not an absence of absence of light. It's just what my physical vision is showing me, you know. So anyhow, it just brought up that um, analogy with um, the grayscale and the degrees of light and it all being one spectrum. So I'm complete. Thank you, Lana. That was interesting. I love that analogy. Me too, Lana. Thank you. Thanks, Lana. Thank you both. And this is Sarah. I want to say thank you to you too, Jessica. What you said was what I kind of learned last week when I was held in the silence because I would even feel ashamed for feeling sick. It's like I I didn't allow myself the spectrum uh, and still feel okay. And I just felt loved even no matter if I, my body wasn't feeling great or not. So um, I've felt much freer this week. But, yeah, I love the way that you put it, Jessica, and your analogy, Lana. Thank you both. Yeah, thank you both. Chris, are you you with us? Do you have your book handy, Chris? I do. Would you like to read the last two sentences of nine and then read paragraph ten? Okay. Two sentences of nine. Paula, are, we, are, we, uh, are we moving forward all together, Paula? No, just this. this oh, just one. including Chris? Uh-huh. 
Yes, okay. Just including Chris, and this, I think, this sentence would kind of, kind of flow with what had been read up to this point. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. Thank you. Oh, opposites exist only as different aspects of one whole. Different aspects exist only as different levels of experience. To be able to hold onto, apprehend, and carry with you the ability to experience both levels of experience, the internal and the external, the form and the content, the human and the divine is to elevate the self of form, or in other words, to be what you have always been, whole. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you for asking me to read that. I've had the time to really listen attentively to what others have said and, and read these paragraphs to see what my higher self says about that. I like to share, if I may. Um, I, I, first of all, it says this certainty is beginning to form within you. And the certainty, the trust, and the faith is in total surrender, bringing my awareness uh, to the holy instant, this tender moment, and creating holy stillness within my mind. And with that stillness in the instant, I could have inner sight, um, seeing what presents itself in stillness and spaciousness. Um, Holy instant, to me, is um, the body but not of body thoughts in the mind. So being in the body, but not of body thoughts in the mind, which generate the body feelings. Um, I I love what it says about well-practiced. When I hear that word, I hear when I'm well-practiced, I'm in the automatic level, the level of being the accomplished, mastery. Um, I love that state of mind, especially when it's mastery of forgiveness and giving over what comes up to be undone for remaining in the stillness. Uh, I love this statement, new way of seeing. You quite literally have a new way of seeing. Um, And that seeing is with Awareness and stillness. When, when I'm practicing awareness within, always staying within in the moment and being aware in the moment, I'm, I'm there with God. It's a form of meditation or mindfulness. Um, I I love the statement, intrinsic to who you are, as in breathing. That's that's when I'm in the moment carrying stillness, I'm saying this is who I am. 
um, and presenting that to higher power, uh, a portal, uh, 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 I am open and receptive to receive. Here I am. Use me. So, and one of the things that I'm noticing as I am practicing, being well practiced in that that I'm talking about is more and more serendipitous events in my life, um, which is, to me, to me, an event in a happy or beneficial way that happens. And more and more friends are saying, wow, I just spoke with another buddy of mine about that. Whoa, I just read something like that. And they get really um, excited about it and are feeling so good. And I'm feeling good, and goodness is multiplying in, in, in a very happy and beneficial way. It's, 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 it's amazing. And, and to me, that's the definition of living in grace. Uh, thank you. I'm complete. That was thank a terrific you, share. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Beautiful, Chris. Yes, thank indeed. Thank you, Chris. Is there anyone that has not shared at this point and like to speak up? Floor is open. For those who have shared, the floor is open. Well, it's Lee. I'd like to I'd like to feature what I settle on from paragraph six forward. Um, I had really highlighted in six this idea that you are and always have been both human and spirit, form and content. Um, And now you contain within you the ability to combine both levels of being through the experience of life. This combining both levels, I think he begins to speak of as healing a confoundment that had been in place that artificially separated the two aspects of what I am into the human and the divine or the physical and the spiritual. And what he's describing here across these next several paragraphs and speaking of how that gets resolved and healed is nothing less to me than what A Course in Miracles describes as healing what The Course in Miracles calls level confusion. Having looked at level confusion quite a long time in A Course in Miracles, I would say that um, I'm persuaded that level confusion and the healing of level confusion means that I typically imagine that matter and spirit are different or separate in some way as though separate in nature. 
that being the nature of level confusion, when it's healed, I come to know that spirit and matter are not at all separate and not at all genuinely of a different nature. When those two combine, I begin to experience things in the way that he describes here as he moves from paragraph six to paragraph seven. I feature that same sentence, Chris. Um, You quite literally have now a new way of seeing. You might think of this initially as having two perspectives, as though an internal and external perspective, or a human and a spiritual perspective, as though separately, one from level ground and one from mountaintop. But he says, what's available to me now increasingly is to recognize that that distinguishing between the two had been kind of an artificial imposition that that, um, was the the result of my prior misunderstanding. With this greater understanding, those two begin to meld in a way that he describes in paragraph eight. He says, as was spoken of in a treatise on the nature of unity and its recognition, it will become a trusted ability and through practice lose its dualistic seeming nature and become as intrinsic to who you are as is breathing. This new apprehension this new way of regarding what I see with this larger aperture that the mountaintop experience afforded me to see things in the context of unity and to see all things in the context of my spiritual nature. So I've talked for a long time. I'll conclude here. It's the, um, um, When things lose their dualistic seeming nature, he says in the same way, the dualistic seeming nature of all life will be revealed to only seem to be so. If he can tell me everything only seems to be separated into human and divine matter and spirit, um, separate and uh, and uh, and um, within union um, then the resolution of that uh, overcomes that seeming dualistic nature and that again for me is to heal level confusion exactly as it's spoken of in A Course in Miracles um, and, and that leads into the, the, the really huge parts of paragraph nine. But I've spoken enough. And thanks, Paula. Thanks, everyone. Never enough, Lee. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank, Thank you, you, Lee. Thank you, so much. Thank you Lee. Lee, that was so bang on. Absolutely awesome. Like, right, the nail right... You just hit the nail right on the head with that. Thanks.
Terrific. Thanks, mm-hmm. Judy. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. I heard it. I felt it. Thank you, Lee. And all that you said, that's the reason why I made a leap forward when I came to 27, obviously. Because I realized that uh, there seemed to be two experiences, uh, the earthly the and the divine, the mountaintop and level ground. But, but the, there's no experience without me. I am the experiencer is the experience. So I was experien- I'm experiencing myself when I experience either one. So, so they're both me. Uh, I am that all the time. I'm the mountaintop experience, and I'm the level ground experience. It's all me, and that's why it's all safe within me, and that's how I'm sort of in charge of the journey. Uh, and that's the word word he said initially, take hold of the rest of your life. <laughs> don't give it, don't, uh, it's, not, it's not going to be done, it cannot be done for you by someone else, including so-called God. You have to take hold of it. That's why it was a huge uh, move forward for me, just all that he was saying. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. Great, Miguel. Yeah. Thank you, Miguel. <laughs> thanks, Miguel. Thank you, Miguel. Oh, awesome. thanks, Miguel. Thank you both, Lee and Miguel. They were great, great shares. Lemoyne, are you still with us? Or are you cooking? <laughs> <laughs> Is he still there? Uh-huh. Oh. Yep, still here. Would you like to add to our sharing tonight? Great to hear uh, you. Well, I may have delayed a little bit too long. I definitely, I think it was Judy I wanted to Thank for uh, pointing out the, the power, the utility of accepting our feelings, because that's the, the you know that this continuum between form and spirit, form and content, spirit and matter, human and divine, it exists, you know, and and it's there in the holy instant, right? And like it says in the in the uh, in Course in Miracles, the instant remains, but where are you? And if I'm rejecting my feelings, you're fighting. You know, I can understand sometimes I don't really know quite how I feel. That's that's not a call to do anything other than try to go within and and feel it, right? And and so if I use it instead as a call to start to struggle and reject and sort them out with the mind, that's the quickest way. For me, that's been a real quick way out of this, <laughs> having it be a, a spectrum that I can slide along into just going the other way on the cross, if you will, <laughs> creating the cross and getting pulled out of unity is that internal conflict. So, yeah, I just wanted to speak for Accepting feelings as a way to enter this and to, to stay there. Like Chris said, it's a, it becomes a choice between 
conflict and peace, essentially. And uh, can stay with the with the accepting view, accept everything, and wish to change nothing. Hmm. Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you all for your shares. Oh, thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you. Thanks, Lemoyne. Thanks, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thanks, Lemoyne. We have plenty of time. Um, debating if we should go on. Read a couple more paragraphs. Well, it's Sarah. I have one more thought. Please. It just occurred to me that uh, that having compassion for all the, all the quote aspects and the inclusion of them without resisting. To me, it feels like a really neat road to healing, whether it's emotional or physical or um, mental misperception type things. It's like, it's all okay. There's nothing to figure out or resist. There's peace, and within peace, I feel a lot of sense of healing. I'm complete. Nice, Thank Sarah you. Joy. Thanks. Thank you, Sarah Joy. Thanks, Sarah Joy. Thanks, Deborah. Deborah. Um, I want to thank everybody who has spoken up and and are just even here. This is really awesome. And Lee, when you were talking you were touching on some um, area that's that's very that's very slidable right now within me and um it has to do with being a mother i have a i i have four sons and they're all in their 40s the oldest is 47 and the youngest is 40 um and i'm only now really Feeling the power of myself as mother and seeing that and um, I'm a handful I, I, I'm really a handful for me in in some ways and in other ways it's just I'm just appreciative of me 100 percent but where I'm a handful, the power is the misuse of my power, of my position, of of um, being a mother and, and raising a being from infancy, from pre-infancy, up in even to their adult life as I'm learning at the same time. Um, what life is about, who I am, how to mother, how to be a child through the eyes of my children, how to speak to my parents through the ears of, of hearing my children and witnessing how they have been so um, out 
have been allowed to be so outspoken about what they want to relay to me about me that they dislike and um, I have where I was maybe not dislike but but they're part of the process that they want to bring to light about me rather than being told to your to be seen and not heard what would the whole kit and caboodle of what I was raised with from the 50s up so um where am I going with this is is what's what's really surfacing or, or sort of um rolling in rolling rolling together sliding together that's starting to smooth out some of the heavy dutiness of where I've really messed up with the beauty of where I have really excelled and and developed in relationships and where I am right now and the detrimentalness of the area within me that is can be so hurtful without without realizing it I can just be so blatant and um, seemingly I'm disconnected of course I'm disconnected when I'm in certain ways but that's there's something that I'm feeling is coming together and smoothing smoothing through but I'm I can't grasp yet because I'm not I'm not um, I'm not I'm not making that happen as in like doing a piece of art or something it's just something's happening in there and that's the best way that I can say of the, the of what's coming together so I'm trusting in I'm trusting in in that that it's I'm going to come out not not hating that those aspects of myself even even momentarily just everything is just going to be making 100% loving sense at some point I'm sure of it <laughs> I look forward to it anyways thanks everybody for your shares and I'm complete I hold that with you, Deborah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks for sharing that, Deborah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I think we can all relate in our different roles in our human experience. How we shift with the experiences that we go through with with all the souls that we're united with. Yeah. Yeah, Paula. And it, and it feels to me like the, the, it's so, it feels so uh, appreciative. I'm very appreciative of the feeling of, of the support because it's like we're, the whole weaving of all of us all together is is part of this too on the healing spectrum definitely I'm feeling that right now which is really wonderful so thanks Hurrah. thank you I love this group 
I love you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have about 15 minutes. We could read through, but I really don't want to just read it through. I hope this new... We may have readers that have not read on board. Who's there? Want to announce? You want to, we could frame it so that if we have if we have anyone that hasn't read that would like to, um, they can read the next couple of paragraphs. Well, there's only six paragraphs left to the day, and you know it's like, do we stop the day now or continue it next week? Well, how many readers are there besides that want to announce now that would like to read? We could read the six of them and then go back next week. What do you think? That might be a good plan. Sure. Okay. Okay. Let's ask we could start at the top of the list, but before we go forward, is there any peop- anyone out there that hasn't read that would like to read now, day 27, in the dialogue? Okay, so we'll start at the top again, and we'll start over. Well, we'll start again, I should say. And we'll read to the end. And then we'll go back next week and kind of really get into the meat of these last six or so paragraphs. Judy, would you like to start off with 11? And then we'll go Lee, Lemoyne, Miguel, Jessica, and Reverend Bill. That's one, two, three. Did we read, uh, did we read 10? I can't recall. <clears throat> yeah, Chris. Chris read it. Chris read it. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, sure. Exactly. So again, Judy, 11. Yes, okay, I'll start. As darkness and light, hot and cold, sickness and health are each just opposite ends of the same continuum, you can now see that they are only distinguished by degrees of separation. So too have you been. Mm-hmm. Pass to you, Lee. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. The degree of your separation from wholeness can be seen much as the degree of separation between hot and cold. If you were to perceive of wholeness as an ideal temperature, you might think for a moment just as an illustration of your experience of separation always taking place at a certain number of degrees away from the ideal. The, quote, temperature was thus never perfect, but rather always either too hot or too cold. Yet, the perfect temperature always existed. Forgive me, I've got a little little notification. Yet, 
the perfect temperature always existed. You just not you just did not experience it. You were, in other words, separate from it because of the degree of separation that you chose. Because you never chose union or wholeness, you did not experience lack of body temperature or the effects of weather. But it is as if you denied your body the ideal 98.6 degrees internally and the 78 degrees externally. There is no living body that does not exhibit a temperature, no environment that does not do so. Some kind of temperature is thus a constant. A constant is an aspect of wholeness. A variable is an aspect of separation. The constant does not become variable because variability exists. I'll only say that um, this will this paragraph will lay itself out and explain itself um, a little later. And to my ear, this sounds about as much like what would come through Helen in the Course in Miracles as anything I've read. Um, it's just the kind of reasoning um, that he takes off on across a lot of the Course in Miracles that didn't make it to publication, a lot of it that was lopped out early on. Um, but I recognize this type of reasoning that he's taking us through here uh, from my study of the Course in Miracles that I'm complete. Thank you, Lee, for that sharing that knowledge with us. Thank yes, you, Lee. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Yeah, I found thanks. the same That's thing good too. To know. Uh, yeah. great. Lemoyne, you want? Yep. All right. Thirteen. That you are who you are and that you have always been the accomplished is a constant and an aspect of wholeness. The variability of how you experience who you are is also a constant within the aspect of separation. Merge the two, however, into one level of experience and the whole formula changes. Only one thing I say to that is peace. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I didn't hear. Peace, <laughs> brother. <laughs> okay, going forward, Miguel, fourteen. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this is what we move toward as we practice participating in two levels of experience simultaneously. We practice experiencing the constant and the variable as one. We practice experiencing the constant and the variable together. We practice in order to move toward an experience of 
variability within wholeness rather than within separation. It can be done. I'll mm. large here, which we'll, we'll say next time. I'm complete. Thank you, Miguel. Thanks, Miguel. Yeah. Jessica, 15. Did you say 15? Yeah, 15. Uh Okay, okay. Um, I'm just having to get away from people. Okay, 15. Life, your humanity, is the variability. Spirit, your oneness, is the constant. Life is oneness extended into separation and variability through experience. The elevated self of form will be the expression of new life lived within the constant of wholeness, but continuing to experience the variability of separation. This is what you practice as you gather on the mountaintop while remaining on level ground. That is awesome. That's <laughs> all I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> Reverend Bill, would you like to wind up with wind up with sixteen? Thank you, Paula. You bet. Separation as well as the variability of the experience of the separate self have always been variables that exist within the constant of wholeness. What you have experienced, however, has not been wholeness or the experience of wholeness, but the experience of separation. What we are speaking of now is being able to experience wholeness and the variability of experience that has come through the separated self of form. This is what you are beginning to do through your practice. Your proficiency will change your experience, and your experience will change the world. Um, Umpteen years of life in the variability of separation and feeling like at the effect of it so much of the time, so much of the, the, the rules of whatever has been set up in the whole belief, the whole notion of separation is what I'm hearing there. And he's pointing out now we've got a light on, if you will, recognizing the wholeness that is our reality, that is our true reality. And we are progressing towards more acceptance of this wholeness, which brings a completely different perspective of the variability and of the separation. Knowing that is the constant instead of believing separation is the constant, which had been my history, perhaps our history. Now we recognize we're grounded in the wholeness. This is our mountaintop 
opportunity that enables us to see the rest of the confusion, the separateness, the judgment, the all the drama that goes on with the, the variability of separation is nothing. The wholeness is everything. Then we just have different degrees that we're experiencing and being able to come back to that wholeness on our own when we're called, when we're ready, when we long for that. Thank you. I'm complete. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. Well, it was all beautifully stated. Really nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thanks, Reverend Bill. That was wonderful. I just want to read one line from 15 that spoke to me, and then I'm going to just ask to stay on a little bit. I want to ask your opinion of how we our format today, what you thought of it. From 15, he says, the elevated true self of form will be the expression of new life lived within the constant of wholeness, but continuing to experience the variability of separation. That is, that sums it up for me. That's it. Great line. Yeah. Yeah, Paula, thank you. That fits with what I was getting as I was reading Mm -hmm. 16. That's beautiful. Thank you. And it sums it up. Thank you, Paula. Thank you for reading that, Paula. Yeah. So I think what we had in mind, um, Paula and I, was uh, that I end the recording and ask anyone to stay on the line who has a particular experience about or opinion about the format we used tonight. So many thanks, everyone. I'm just going to I'm going to conclude the recording, and we'll stay on if you're 